Morning, church. Welcome to our service today. All those who are tuning in, we're so glad that you decided to take your time to join with us this morning and to, to hear the Word of God. Of course, today is another special day in that it's Mother's Day, not just Sunday, of course, but today is also uh, a day of celebration for all of our mothers. And so to all of you mothers out there that are watching, we want you to know you are loved, you are appreciated, and we just bless you today. We bless you. We pray that in this day, you know that you are loved. You are so important. You are so needed. You are so necessary. And we just bless you today. We thank you for all of your many contributions that you do in your family, in your church, in your society. What would we do without our mothers? Thank God for our mothers. And so I wish a happy Mother's Day to my mom. Thank God for my mom, who I love and, and cherish very dearly. Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Happy Mother's Day to my wife, Miss Rachel Lang. Happy Mother's Day to my beautiful wife, and I thank God for her who uh, uh, so nurturingly loves and uh, watches over our children and um, me as well. And so with that, I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all of those, of course, my mother-in-law as well. And uh, I love you, Mumsy, we call my mother-in-law, love you. To all of those who have gone on to be with the Lord, to all of those who aren't with us anymore, we, we, we're so thankful for uh, those who uh, ha have impacted our lives. And I realize that some people don't get to tell their mothers Happy Mother's Day today, but uh, uh, we, we're so thankful that uh, uh, you're with us today, knowing you know the contributions our mothers have made in our life is something that we can cherish on this day and just say Happy Mother's Day. We're thankful to God for our mothers. They're so very precious. And so today we're just going to get into the word of the Lord here this morning. We, we want to uh, break this bread of life and just pray that God just fill up our hearts this morning. And I want to talk to you this morning about connections, connections. And this is something that's been stirring in my heart. And, and as I prayed about what to minister today, this is really the only thing that was coming to me. And so I thought I would share a little bit about connections as it's something I believe that the Lord's been uh, speaking to me even in my own personal life where he just continues to show me the importance of connections, how God connects us to different people and how God uses people as connections in our life to get us to places in his will that is our purpose or our destiny in Jesus. But God will use people and, and many different things that, that uh, bring us to those places he's willed for us to be, but we have to make those connections. And so as we follow the Lord in a life of faith, God will bring people into our lives to help to connect us to our purpose and to our destiny. There will be divine connections that will be made in our life. People that God will bring in that will contribute into our life in one way or another. And of course, we can think of our mothers, of course, for this for sure. But also just those people that were strangers to us. People that were strangers to us. People that, that uh, had, had no uh, connection to us at one time, but yet divinely the Lord brought them into our life and, and served a divine purpose. It brought us into the path that maybe we would have missed had God not used somebody to come into our way. That God is still the work of God, but it's God using people. God uses people. God works through people. And so we're going to talk about connections in a couple of different ways this morning. But also, uh, just talking about this point, is how God will bring people into our life to connect us. They will help us get connected uh, uh, to many good things that maybe we could have never got to otherwise. But also sometimes when they come in, 
it doesn't always appear to be something we would have chosen for ourselves. Or let me say it like this. Sometimes connections don't bring about things that we would have considered good at the time. But nevertheless, God working still through those connections, bringing us to good places. God causing all things to work together for our good. Now, I, I would submit that also the enemy would try and bring people in, but that's not where my focus is going to be this morning. I want my focus to be on what God is doing and the ways that God works in our life, because if we're following the, the, the leading of the Spirit, following the Word of God, following His will, you know, He's going to be able to help us to identify some of these things. Even though sometimes connections and relationships might bring us points of pain, they may have still served a purpose in this journey. And so for a great illustration of this, I think of Joseph. And Joseph was a man who had the favor of God upon him, a boy who had the favor of God upon him, who would grow into a man with the favor of God upon him. Joseph would be betrayed of his own. Certainly he had a connection with his family, but that connection would bring Joseph a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. Nevertheless, God was working through those connections. And so when you follow the life of Joseph, God would continue to connect him to different people in different phases of Joseph's life, but all of them working together to get Joseph to where the place was that God had called him to be, where Joseph would sit next to Pharaoh in, in, in line of order of authority in all of Egypt. Only Pharaoh being above Joseph would be the destination where God would take him to, but along that way, God would use so many different people as connection points that would get Joseph there. Sometimes these connections would look good and then they would go bad and Joseph would end up in a dungeon. But even in dungeons, God would connect Joseph to people that would give him a bridge or a way of escape. And you know, the Bible has told us that God makes a way of escape for us. God would bring him connections that would help him to get through it or to get out of it and continue to go on this path that was leading him to where God had called him to be. God using connection after connection. And even when those connections turned painful, some of those connections would come in and some would go. Some people will come into our lives and, and some people will go. You know, the Lord will be that one consistent one in our life who never leaves and never forsakes. He's with us always, even unto the end of the world. Some people God will bring into our life for a season. Some people will come in and some people will go. But if we would keep our eyes on the Lord, he, he will continue to bring us to new connections that help us locate the center of his will. I want to just talk about uh, uh, being connected to Jesus a little bit as well. And that's really going to be the most important connection that we could ever have or, or that we could really talk about this morning. And I'm taking my text from the Gospel of John, chapter number 15, verse number 1. I'll read first in... Uh, uh, well, I'll stay really in the English Standard Version. I'll stay in the English Standard Version here uh, through all the scriptures that we read this morning. John 15 and 1, where Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's really one thing that I really want to focus in on. This verse and this statement where Jesus said, Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. If we abide in Jesus, if we are connected to Jesus, if we're abiding in him and he's abiding in us, we will bear much fruit. But apart from him, he said we can do nothing, no thing. What a, what a huge statement that that is to make and for something for us to grab hold of, realizing the importance of it, that we must stay connected to Jesus Christ. That we must stay uh, uh, in uh, a fruitful relationship with Him, making sure that we are not straying away uh, from, from faith in Christ. And we will talk a little bit about some of the things that might cause us to do that at, at different points in our life if we don't guard our hearts or exercise caution or have proper understanding of some of the things that the enemy uses to try and get our eyes on other things being oftentimes our own flesh. As I began to think about connections, I began to think about electrical connections. It was just one uh, uh, connection that I made <laughs> in my train of thought. Electrical connections. And I thought of how that, that great current can throw, flow through electrical lines, can power cities, can power, you know, uh, uh, of course, our, house, our houses, our homes, our blocks, and, and, and countries running off of electrical grids. But without the connections, or if the connection is ever severed, even though that great power is still there and available, the, 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 the uh, civilization, the, the family, the home, it, it's not reaping the benefit of it or the fruit of it because it's no longer connected. And, and, and you can think of our cars that contain great horsepower or, or, or machinery that, that, that carries great weight and great power and great might when it's in movement and when it's in force. But if it's not making the proper connections under the hood that need to be made, if something gets disconnected, the whole thing in, in, in most sense becomes completely useless. Completely useless. And, and though it was made for great purpose and capable of doing powerful things, it has just become incapable, useless, capable of nothing now, just a, 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 an, obstruct, an obstruction or an eyesore, something that's sitting in the way because of it disconnection. Because of disconnection. And I just think that speaks so uh, evidently and truthfully of how important it is that we have our connection with God, that we are staying hooked up to Him because He is our lifeline and He is our source. Heaven is our source. The kingdom of God is our source. But when we begin to lean on and trust in other things, we end up finding ourselves like that machinery like that city that, that is set up to work off of this power, but can't utilize it because there's a disconnection somewhere. You think our, our, our houses, our, 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 our countries, the way we're built now, we, we are made to work off of the grid. And, and that's the way it's built. You know, we are built to fashion or, or fashioned after to function connected to God. 
connected to heaven. That's the way he's made us to be. We were made in his image. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. That is how God has made us to be. And we were never intended to live disconnected from God. Satan did that. Sin did that. Man's disobedience did that. Those three things working together were Satan bringing temptation into the garden and deceit, the, the disobedience of man, where man allowed sin to come into the earth and a disconnection came. Through Jesus Christ, we have a, a, an opportunity to be connected again. Because of his death, because of his burial, because of his resurrection, where we were separated from God, the Bible says we've now been made nigh by the blood of Christ. But we must keep our faith and our trust in Jesus. There are so many things today that are trying to pull on our faith, pull on our focus, where we could find ourselves trusting in other things things that will leave us empty, things that will leave us disappointed, things that will leave us powerless. They might appeal to the eye, that they might talk a big game where, where we were persuaded to go in that way, getting our eyes on our own flesh, our, our own labors, our, 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 our own ability, but not realizing that if I do not stay connected to Jesus, I can't do anything. I want to give you an illustration this morning. This branch here just took it off the tree. It had life on it, life in it, until it was broken away. Now, if there's any life in it, it's quickly dwindling out of it. Any little bit of green that we can see on it now, that's all going away because it's not connected to the root or to the tree anymore. It's not connected to the source that was giving us life. I've used this illustration before preaching and I always found it a great illustration and I would say, you see this dead tree. You know, how, how many people think that this could bear fruit? You think you could grow anything on this? Is this what you would put your investment in? Is this what you would put your time in? Would you take the care and, and prune this all up nice and, and, and use this as uh, uh, some sort of source that you think this is going to bring uh, great yield and great harvest into your life and, and you just, uh, you know, you're putting all your stock and all your weight and all your trust in this and thinking this thing is going to uh, produce fruit, you know, it, 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 this, this thing, I just, you know, if I just Put enough into it. This thing, this thing's gonna make something real great. It's gonna, it's gonna be provision for me. It's gonna be provision for my family. And, and you know, I, I, I just want to say that if that's where you find yourself, this branch is you. This branch is you. That this is what we look like when we start to lean on the flesh. This is what we look like when we start to do uh, uh, or live a life that is separate from our faith in Christ, trusting in other things. And though we might be still claiming His name and going through the motions that we know we uh, have done in the past, but we've not centered our faith and trust in Him. 
We're now leaning on the arm of the flesh. And the Bible said, cursed is the man that leans on the arm of the flesh. He, he, he's powerless. That, that's, you know, what the, what the curse is doing. It's causing him to be powerless. He, he's trying. He's trying to get something. He's trying to get somewhere, but he can't get anywhere. No matter how much effort he puts into it, no matter how hard he tries, no matter how good he tries to live, he can never produce the kind of fruit that first God is looking for and likely also that that individual is trying to produce, but cannot. Why? Because it's not connected to anything. It's not connected to anything. It's just, it's just a dead branch. It's just now it's, it once had a purpose because it was once connected to life. It once was able to produce fruit. It was once full of, full of life. But because it was disconnected, now it's just decaying. And now it's just full of death. And this speaks just so truthfully of what happens when we begin to disconnect from Christ, when we begin to lean on the arms of the flesh. And there's many things that try and cause us to trust in other things. You know, faith is a connector. Faith is a connector. Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I say that to you today. Have faith in God. For you sitting there in your living room, for you sitting there watching on your device, have faith in God. The scripture says that some trust in chariots and others trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Faith is a connector that connects us to those power sources, that connects us to the lifelines. A couple things that the scripture says about faith is that by faith we have access. It says this in Romans 5. Through him, well, let me just start at the first verse, Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have obtained access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand or in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. But it was faith that gave us access. Another scripture I wanted to share with you here is Ephesians 2 and 8 where it even talks about how we have gotten our salvation through faith. That salvation is through faith because it has connected us to the works of Christ. Salvation could come no other way and salvation comes no other way but through Christ and Christ alone. Salvation is in Him. You could not earn it. You could not work for it. You could not merit it. You must put your faith in the only one who could provide it, getting connected to the vine, getting connected to the lifeline so that we are connected with where that power is. When we trust in Jesus for salvation, when we trust in his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, when we trust and cling to him, clinging to his word, that connection is happening, that connection is being made. And so Ephesians 2.8 says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Through faith. You see, faith was the connector. Salvation was there and salvation was available for us because the finished works of Jesus were done 2,000 years ago. And now salvation has been there for us. It's there for the world. 
And God, he, he is so merciful and so good. The scripture says that he is long suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all would come unto repentance. It's his will that all would come, that all would come. But how, how will they get access? They must have access through faith. And this is what the preaching of the word of God will do. The Bible talked about how could they hear without a preacher? You know, the scripture says that faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When the word of God is preached, when Jesus is preached, faith comes alive. And so that salvation that was paid for for us to have 2,000 years ago, waiting for somebody to access, but how do we access? We access through faith. That blood that, that, that is there to cleanse the most vilest sinner. But will you put your faith and trust in him? Because many are trusting in other things. Many are trusting in their works. and Many are, 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 are trying to earn their way into the kingdom, earn their way into heaven, earn their way into God's good graces. But this can't be done. Jesus was the one. You see, Jesus must be our all, our focus, our trust. He is the rock of ages that is, cleft, that is cleft for us. And all of our hope and all of our faith must be in Him, must be in His finished work, must be in what He has wrought for us because without Jesus, let's go back to that again, without Jesus, we can do nothing. But faith gives us access. And we just had a little video interruption there, but I, I think of that, that woman with the issue of blood who, who used faith as a connector and, and how she uh, had in her own body a disease that no man was able to cure. She had spent many things on many physicians, the Bible tells us. She didn't get better, she grew worse. And so this woman knew what it was like to be a, a, a branch separated from power, a branch separated from life, trying over here to get connected, trying over here to get what she needed. But at the end of it all, she just kept finding more and more disappointment. Again, she would be let down, unable to have the disease that, that was uh, attacking her body, that that disease would ever be cured or that disease would ever be healed. And I love this story because despite all of her challenges, despite all of her adversities, everything that was against her, she would still find her way to Jesus through faith. She would get connected to the source of healing that she needed. And the scripture tells us that though there was a great multitude surrounding Jesus, this woman would push her way through the multitude. And it's just speaking to us of how so many things try and stop us sometimes from getting our focus or staying connected to God or, 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 or connecting through faith. So many things that are trying to get our eyes on other things. So many things that are pushing us in other ways and trying to push us back. But she pushed her way through. She pressed her way through, and through faith, she accessed the healing virtue that was on the inside of the vine, the healing virtue that was on the inside of Jesus, and the healing that coursed through his body, amen, exited his body and came into hers. Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? And the disciples are saying, Lord, what do you mean? There's so many people touching you that surely uh, 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 
there's so many people that are pressing you on every side. But he says, no, no, somebody touched me. I felt virtue go out of me because this woman accessed him through faith. And though they were touching his body, she connected and pulled out of him without him even saying so. I, that's what I love about this story. Without him even saying so because of faith. Think of the power of faith. This woman connected to Jesus without him observing her, without him uh, uh, being aware of who touched him, but she reaches out, touches him, and feels that instantly within her body, her issue of blood was healed. Jesus says to this woman when she comes and acknowledges that it was her, that her faith has made her whole. Hallelujah. So think of the connection that was made where she connected the source of life and got connected to the vine through faith. Despite the things that tried to stop her, we need to have danger warnings that, that, that begin to show up or we need to be able to recognize when anything tries to get us off of our course of faith in Christ, anything that would try and disconnect us from Him, anything that would try and put our focus on other things as our source, as our source. You know, this woman, she had her focus on other things that she had tried for many years, but they all failed Him, or failed her, I should say. And now when she gets connected to where she needed to be, there was the power to get the job done. The blessing flowed. And so I talked about a curse as being that lack of power, unable to get the job done. But the blessing, amen, when we are connected to the blessing, the blessing has everything that is needed, amen, to get the job done. That where the curse would cause us to be powerless, the blessing of the Lord will empower us for what is needed. And I would rather be blessed than cursed. How about you? And so when, when uh, things try and take us off, of course, we, we need to recognize the danger signs. The Apostle Paul pointed to some of these things, warned the church times and times again about getting their trust in other things, getting their trust in the flesh, getting their trust in their own works. And, and so many scriptures we could point to about this, but some I want to turn to here in Galatians 2.15, and we're going to read a couple more places. Where Galatians 2.15 says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ. You see, we got to be connected to him with this faith that he is my rock. He is the provision that I need. He, he is my high priest. He is the one who has made provision for me. He is the one who has offered his blood for me. Through him is my redemption. Through him is my atonement. Through Jesus Christ is my salvation. Our faith must be in Christ. And he said, in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. But if... In our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners. Is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, 
so that I might live to God. Now, we, we've heard this verse, but listen to the way it breaks it down. Because as he's talking about living under the law here, rather than having faith in Christ, talking about going back and trying to live under the works of the law instead of trusting in Jesus, let me tell you something today. Jesus is enough, and Jesus is more than enough. And so as we realize what the, the uh, concept here of what he is talking about, as we realize what, what is being discussed here, now we read this verse, I have been crucified with Christ. I'm no longer trying to do it in the flesh, is what I believe he is saying here. I, I, I've died to the man that was trying to do it that way. I've died to trying to get it done. I've died to Saul. I've died to the fleshly man. I've died to that even, we can say Paul, in the flesh, his faith, his trust is in Jesus. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. He's connected through his relationship in Jesus. It's not a striving to be. It's not, well, if I just work harder, you see, that kind of mentality produces this. Well, maybe, you know, maybe Jesus isn't enough. And so maybe I got to add all of these things and I, I got to start trying to work it out. And I got to work harder and work harder and work harder. And though we do work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, the scripture says, we must realize that salvation has come through faith in Jesus Christ. Just keep on reading here. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this is the English Standard Version that words it like this. I do not nullify the grace of God. Think of that. What a strong thing to say. Nullify the grace of God. I don't ever want to be in that boat, do you? I never want to be in that camp to think that I could nullify the grace of God. Now, now the King, King James, I think, would say frustrate the grace of God. I don't want to frustrate the grace of God. I don't want to nullify the grace of God. I, I, want, I, I want to embrace His grace. Amen. I want to trust in, in Jesus and rest in the grace that He has provided for me. But the way that He is saying that we frustrate the grace, and, and again, the, the English Standard Version says to nullify the grace, the way that we do that is by trying to go back and work as though we are under the law when we are not when we have been made alive in Christ Jesus and instead of trying to be this dead branch instead we stay connected to him realizing he has the one he's the lion of the tribe of Judah he has prevailed he's the one that has won for me he was the righteous one and my righteousness is found in him I'm justified now by faith in Christ Jesus he's made me to be the righteousness of God God in Christ Jesus. Another awesome verse is uh, in Philippians 3 and 3, where Paul says, and then we'll skip on down here, but same chapter. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. You see, putting confidence in the flesh is being that dead branch. 
It's being disconnected. It's being that machinery that sit there but can't move. It got disconnected from the one who actually gave us the life. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. What is Paul saying here? He's saying, listen, I, I, I've come from the lineage of the tribe of Benjamin. I, I've trained under one of the wisest teachers in the land, and Paul was trained under Gamaliel. He was an expert in the law. He was a Pharisee himself. He knew the law. And now he's dealing with uh, people that are coming in, trying to bring Gentiles, born-again Christians, under the law. And, and he is so adamant that they must continue to stand with faith in Christ and not return to these things that were under the old covenant, but embrace the salvation that has come through faith in Jesus Christ. And so he uses such strong words when he would have to deal with the church about this. In Galatians 3, he used words like, Foolish Galatians, bewitched you. Who has bewitched you? And then he talked about how that they, they, they would be cursed with a curse because they, they, they try and operate under the law. And he used such strong words because he had understanding. He's saying, listen, if any of these guys have reason to boast in their flesh, I that much more. If anybody had a great understanding of the law, it was him. It was him. But now he's living by revelation of Jesus Christ. And that is the message that he is preaching unto the Gentiles. And so now, as we read on down a little bit more, he says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Such strong words here that Paul used. He realized that righteousness did not come through the law. And so those things that he could have trusted in, those things that he could have held to, he didn't hold to them any longer. Now he had let them go that he might embrace Christ and that he might embrace his finished work. He is not leaning on his flesh. He is not trusting in his flesh. He knows that at the end of the day, this flesh could not get it done. The, 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 he, he would be left empty. He would be left disappointed. But his faith and his trust are in Christ. And so I go back again now to John 15, where Jesus said, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. And whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. But when we are connected to him, we are connected to what he has purchased and what he has won for us. We are connected to the power of God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And so today I just encourage you, watch out for the things that are trying to pull your faith aside, causing you to trust in other things. You know, sometimes even though we may not be intentionally trying to uh, live by our works or under the works of the law, we still sometimes take about that mentality. And, and so we think, well, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. You know, I, I'm not praying enough. I'm not worthy. Or, you know, I got I to I gotta do this more. I got to do this more. And, and instead of placing our faith and trust in him where we find the strength that we need and the rest that we need, instead we find ourselves just getting weighed down. And, and, and we need to connect to him through faith. And we, we, we need to access that power that he has given us, that, that liberty and that freedom that is in Jesus Christ, that, that peace that comes from trusting in him. And so I encourage you today, put your faith in the son of the living God. Put your hope, your trust, amen, in Jesus Christ, for he is king and he is Lord. I wanna pray for you today. Lord, I just thank you today, Lord, that wherever today, Lord, we've been trusting in other things that you just bring revealing of that to our hearts right now. Lord, that by the spirit of God, you help us to separate ourselves from being under a slave mentality, but being that of a son mentality. Recognizing, Lord, it's because of what you have provided for us, because of your blood, we have now been sons. We are, we are children of the Most High God. And so, Lord, today we embrace today the freedom that you've purchased for us. Lord, we look to you. We love you. Jesus, we trust in you. Help us to turn our eyes from other things, Lord. Help us to turn our eyes from distractions. Help us to be aware of those signs that are saying, danger, danger. Don't let the connection be broken. Keep your faith in Jesus. Keep your trust in him. Don't lose faith in the blood of Christ. Don't lose faith. He is enough. He's more than enough. He's enough for me. He's enough for you. We don't need to add to Jesus. He is all. He's everything today. God bless you guys. Much love to you today. Again, happy, happy Mother's Day. God bless you, mothers. God bless you, church. Pastor Robert Lang coming to you. We love you today. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Hey, this is Robert Lang, pastor of Ascent Church. Welcome to our podcast. I pray and hope that you are blessed, encouraged, and that today's message speaks to you.